بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the explanation of surah yasin and we have reached verse 57 قال الله تعالى لهم فيها لهم فيها ولهم ما يدعون لهم فيها فاكهة ولهم ما يدعون meaning to the people of paradise they will have their in fruits of all kinds ولهم ما يدعون and all that they ask for so they will have all kinds of fruits enjoying that and all the food of the people of paradise is enjoyment because they take it by they take it as in they take it as it is prepared for them as such as an enjoyment not it is prepared for them because they need it in this life we may eat sometimes so that we enjoy and sometimes because we need it and sometimes because it's a necessity as to the situation in paradise all that we eat there is for enjoyment because there is no need and no uh, necessity there in fact the person eats the food in paradise and it comes out as respiration uh, better than the the, the, the fragments of, of the fragments of musk it's a smell and there is no urination nor defecation in paradise now if someone says if the fruits are considered as a category name for all that which they eat because they eat it by way of enjoyment so how can we answer the saying in the Quran by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Rahman chapter 55 verse 68 In Surah Ar-Rahman, verse 68, In them both will be fruits and date palms and pomegranates. And we know that the term and, you see now here, in them both will be fruits. And then Allah mentioned and date palms and pomegranates. And we know that when there is the end of conjugation, then this indicates variation in the statement. And we know that the date palms and pomegranates are edible. So the answer, if a thing is mentioned alone, then it carries a general meaning 
However, if it is associated with another term, it will carry a particular meaning in relation to that which is mentioned with it. So in this case, the date palms and the pomegranates were mentioned in particular otherwise they are from the category of fruits because they have a certain particularity and this would become in the contracts in the construct of the type of conjugation of the particular with the general this is of the type of conjugating the particular with the general and such a conjugation of the particular and the general is replete in the Arabic language for example in Surah Al-Qadr chapter 97 verse 4 therein descend the angels the angels look at this carefully the angels and the Ruh Jibril by Allah's permission with all decrees and we know that Jibril is from the angels you see this this is a clear example therein descend the angels it's general and there was a particularization and Jibril the Ruh Jibril and we know that Jibreel is from the angels. So this is from conjugating the particular with the general. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the verse we are discussing, وَلَهُمْ مَا يَدَّعُونَ وَلَهُمْ مَا يَدَّعُونَ And all that they ask for will take place. Rather, Allah will give them more than they wish for and ask for. Because what, a, what man hopes for is limited. He may see that such, and such a thing is the greatest thing to look for yet there is something even greater but he does not comprehend so in the hereafter man will be given all that which he hopes for rather even more
And if someone asks the question, if the person desires something in paradise, would he attain it by mere desire or should he ask for it? The answer, this matter is possible, meaning it is possible that if he desires something, he will get it. And it's possible that he must request it, means seek it. And the benefit from seeking it is to manifest his truthfulness of intention. Sufficient for us, though, is to cite the following verse in Surah Al-Zukhruf 4371 trays of gold and cups will be passed around them, there will be therein all that the one's inner selves could desire all that the eyes could delight in and you will abide therein forever the apparent meaning of the verse is that everything a person desires even not asking for it will be attainable in paradise then in the next verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says salamun qawlam min rabbin rahim Allahumma lakalham salamun qawlam min rabbin rahim It will be said, Salamun, a word from the Lord, most merciful. Salam meaning it, paradise is Salam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Yunus in chapter 10, in chapter 10, verse 25. والله يدعو إلى دار السلام والله يدعو إلى دار السلام Allah calls to the home of peace that is paradise it is permissible also to say that this salam or this is a call from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it will be said to them, Salam, peace, a word from the Lord. And these two meanings are not in opposition. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greets them by saying, Salam, 
and says to the people of al people of paradise, Salamun alaykum. Salamun alaykum. Min Rabbil Rahim. The term Arab in the Arabic language covers several meanings. The term Arab in the Arabic language covers several meanings. It's a title for Allah, Rabbul Alameen, the most majestic, most mighty. Meaning, to him belongs the creation, the kingdom, and running of affairs. Also the term Arab also fits to be an owner of something, an owner of something. You say Rabbul Bayt, the owner of the house, Rabbul Bayt. The owner of the house. From that also is the saying of the Prophet ﷺ concerning the lost apple, lost camel. If it's if it goes astray, if it strays away, حتى يجدها ربها. Until her owner finds it. حتى يجدها ربها. Here in this verse, من رب, it means the title for Allah عز وجل. Allah is the creator, the one to whom belongs the kingdom and the one who runs the affairs and uh, and Rahim is from Ar-Rahma which is one of Allah's attributes an attribute of his essence Allah was and always continues to be qualified with the attribute of mercy. The benefit of this verse in this ayah there is evidence that evidence for the perfect enjoyment in paradise because it's free from all defects and imperfections illnesses, diseases, death and so forth that's why Allah said Salam 
salam being safe from and this is information from Allah it is not an invocation so Allah tells them here بِأَنَّهُ سَيُسَلِّمَهُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ عَرْثَةٍ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them and render safe render them safe from all defects from every defects and in this verse there is a great benefit affirming that Allah says and speaks and this is the truth and the people of Qibla the people of Qibla those who direct themselves towards the Qibla in Mecca differed concerning the speech of Allah Some of them said that Allah speaks with a voice and letters in a way that suits him and does not resemble the voices of his creation. Some of them said also that he does not speak Azzawajal rather he creates speech and relates it to himself out of honor that Allah does not speak but rather creates speech and he relates it to himself out of honor And some of them said that he speaks, but his speech is that which he intends and establishes within himself as to what is heard, then it is created. The first, the first is the creed, the first saying is the creed of Ahl Sunnah, that Allah speaks with the voice and letters in a way that suits Him. And the second saying is the saying of the deviant Mu'tazilite sect and those who agree with them. And the third saying is the saying of the Asharite sect. And in reality, the Asharite sect is nothing but the Mu'tazilite sect. Because they are all in agreement that what we have in our hands from the Mus'haf what's in the Mus'haf the copies of the Quran that we have is quote created however the Mu'tazilites and their those who agree with them 
And in origin also the Jahmites, who are the origin of all deviant sects, they said that it is the speech of Allah, while the Ash'arites said it denotes the speech of Allah. In fact, the Ash'arites sect saying is worse than the Mu'tazilite and Jahmites because the latter say that the Quran is the speech of Allah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to it in Surah At-Tawbah chapter 9 verse 60 And for the wayfarer, a traveler who is cut off for, from everything. Mm. No, this is not. What the verse? We'll check the number. It is verse 6. Verse 6. وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتَجَارَكَ فَأَجِرْهُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ And if anyone of the Mushrik seeks your protection then grant him protection so that he may hear kalam kalam Allah the word of Allah meaning the Quran and then escort him to where he can be secure that is because they are men who know, know not so the Asharites rather say the word of Allah they say this is عِبَارَ عَنْ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ This denotes the word of Allah or the speech of Allah. And the Jahmites and Mu'tazilites are closer to the truth than the Ash'arites. However, each one of them are in plain manifest misguidance. And what is correct is that 
It is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. He spoke it by himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Jibreel heard it from him, alayhi wasalam, and he conveyed, conveyed it to the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam. By letter and voice. The voice of Allah and the letters he spoke. <coughs> the third benefit is affirming al-rububiyya, lordship to Allah. And in this verse, it is, it seems, and Allah knows best, that this is the particular lordship, because we know that lordship is of two types, general and particular. This is particular, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the sincere ones, people of paradise. And we know that arububiyya, as explained on many occasions, is of two types. Particular and general. The general is the one which covers all creation. Because all creation are Allah's creation. And He is their Rabb. He is the one who created them and the one who, to whom they belong. And the one who runs their affairs. And from that is, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Rabb al-Alameen, the Lord of all that exists. As to the particular lordship, then it is specific to the sincere slaves of Allah from the believers, the messengers and their followers. And it is more particular than the general one because it necessitates special care and success and good affairs for the believer bestowed upon him from Allah his Rabb and from that is the saying of Allah in Surah Al-A'raf chapter 7 verse 122 Rabbi Musa wa Harun The Lord of Musa and Harun. We know Musa and Harun are from the sincere slaves of Allah Azza wa Jal, and therefore they deserved this particular lordship from Allah. And from that is the invocation of the believers using this name, Al-Rabb, as in Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3. Verse 16 Rabbana Rabbana This is the particular Lordship Rabbana This is coming from the believers Our Lord we have indeed believed So forgive us our sins And save us from the punishment of the fire And in one verse, the two types 
are mentioned or rather in two consecutive verses they are mentioned the general and the particular ones in Surah Al-Araf which we went over but 121 and 122 they come together so remember these verses as evidences for the general lordship and the particular one they said we believe in the Lord of Al-Alameen of all that exists this is the general one then the particular one is the Lord of Musa and Harun Rabbi Musa wa Harun and Ar-Rabb is one of the names of Allah Arab is one of the names of Allah the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said أَمَّا الرُّكُوعُ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ as to the ruku' meaning in salah the bowing then magnify therein Arab Allah Arab and also the saying of the Prophet ﷺ regarding the siwak, regarding the siwak, the wooden tooth brush from the tree known as Al-Araq, he described it, the Prophet ﷺ, by saying, مَطْهَرَةٌ لِلْفَمِّ مَرْضَاتٌ لِلْرَبِّ A purification of the mouth and a pleasing thing to Ar-Rabb. So Ar-Rabb is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it means the one who possesses the creating and to him belongs he is the creator, the possessor of the kingdom and the one who runs all the affairs. And in this verse is the affirmation of mercy because he said Rahim and Ar-Rahim is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is obvious. And in this verse, there is indication that they attained paradise, the believers, due to the mercy of Allah. Because he said, مِنْ رَبٍ رَحِيمٍ From a Lord, Rahim, qualified with mercy, merciful. And it is affirmed from the Prophet ﷺ that he said, None of you will be admitted to paradise by his mere deeds. And they said, even you, O Messenger of Allah, he said, even me, unless Allah protects me with his grace and mercy, unless Allah protects me with his grace and mercy. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us by his grace and mercy. Now, question. If someone says, as in Surah Al-Hujurat, in Surah Al-Hujurat 49, 
17 قال الله تعالى بل الله يمن عليكم أن هداكم للإيمان إن كنتم صادقين Nay, but Allah has conferred a favor upon you that he has guided you to the faith if you indeed are true. Conferring the favor of faith of Iman to a particular person is like conferring health, knowledge, beauty, wealth, etc. on another. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, conferred majestic and countless favors on all of his slaves. Had they spent their lives, days and nights, worshipping Allah, their worship would not be equivalent to small portion of Allah's favor. That's why Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, here's the point permits people to paradise by the grace of his mercy and not by their mere deeds. And when he bestows guidance on some of his slaves, it is a matter that belongs completely to him and it cannot be considered as unjust. Their deeds their deeds are means means that lead to paradise but not an exchange for it but not an exchange for it here now the question which we said there is a question but if a person may refer to the following verse in surat az-zukhruf 4372 وتلك الجنة أورثتموها بما كنتم تعملون This is the paradise which you have been made to inherit because of your deeds because of your deeds which you used to do in the life of this world so if someone says about this verse I cannot understanding understand it because it says here because of your deeds and the Prophet ﷺ, as we mentioned earlier, said, none can enter paradise through his good deeds. And there the Prophet's companions and asked, not even you, O Allah's Messenger, he said, not even myself, unless Allah bestows or protects me by his grace and mercy, or favors, or bestows his favors and mercy on me. And this is in Sahih al-Bukhari. And remember that where in Sahih Bukhari volume 7, hadith number 391, and also it's collected by Muslim and others. 
So what is therefore the correct understanding regarding this verse? So what is therefore the correct understanding regarding this verse? Ibn al-Jawzi, as quoted by al-Hafidh ibn Hajar in Fath al-Bari, and Imam ibn al-Qayyim in his book Muftah Dar al-Sa'ada, noted that Number one, noted that, number one, succeeding in doing righteous deeds is due to the mercy of Allah, without which there would have been no established faith and no obedience. Ibn al-Jawzi and Ibn al-Qayyim noted that, number one, Succeeding in doing righteous deeds is due to the mercy of Allah, without which there would have been no established faith and no obedience. Second, the mere entrance to paradise is due to Allah's mercy, and that people are assigned to its different ranks according to their deeds. Second, the mere entrance to paradise is due to Allah's mercy and that people are assigned to its different ranks according to their deeds. And see, or thirdly, thirdly, the deeds are not an exchange for paradise. Like in this word, people say, I bought this for that. The deeds, number three, are not an exchange for paradise. Like in this word, people say, I bought this for that. And fourthly, acts of obedience are executed in a short period. Acts of obedience are executed in a short period of time over the entire life of the person, while the reward does not end. While the reward does not end. The reward, therefore, is incomparable with the deeds of the person. And thus, it is the favor of Allah that really counts. The reward, therefore, is incomparable with the deeds of the person. And it is, therefore, the favors and mercy of Allah that really counts. This, alhamdulillah, answers this point, And this brings the end of the discussion for tonight. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.